Hey, podcast family. Did you know that on May 2nd and 3rd, 2024, our 3D Growth Summit is happening in Nashville, Tennessee? But in-person tickets are already sold out with nearly 400 attendees. But you don't have to miss out. You can get exclusive access to our live stream and post-event recordings for just $395. Yes, you heard that right. For a single fee, you and your entire dental team can learn from our industry leaders with online recordings available after the event. So secure your spot now before it's too late by visiting www.3d-dentist.com slash 3D Summit or give us a call at 855-332-2285 and get your tickets for the live stream and event recording today. Now, let's get to this week's episode. Welcome to T-Bone Speaks with Dr. Tarun Agarwal, where our goal is to change the way you practice dentistry by helping you achieve clinical, financial, and personal balance. Now, here's your host, T-Bone. Everybody, welcome to an episode, and I don't know what's taking me so long to bring Alan on. Alan, uh, you're the reason I am podcasting. Yeah, sorry about that. Yes, my wife wants to. My wife wants to do very bad things to you. And yeah, I know, I not, know, not in a good way. I know. I know. <laughs> so, she's, so, um, she's very kind to me when I actually met her, but I'm not sure she realized what I had done. Sorry about that. Well, you know, it's actually quite interesting. I figured if you and Jason can do this, I can do it. Sure. <laughs> and uh, quite honestly, it has turned into. Um, this love affair that I can't get out of my head and I can't quite get. It is a little obsession, isn't it? It's kind of like, kind of, oh man, and if you spend any time in your car driving, and if you're not listening to a podcast or something like that, you'll come up with an episode idea and you don't want to lose it. And oh man, yeah, it's, it sticks in your head a little bit. It's tough. It's certainly tough. Let's talk, Alan. Let's uh, figure out what's going on and go from there. So why don't we do, uh, since you're very good at this, why don't you interview me and I'll interview yeah. you along the way. Yeah. Well, you, how's your blogging doing? Has it still been? God, I, well? Dude, I'm terrible. I haven't. I've done. I've done almost none of it. The podcast takes up so much of my time, and frankly, the podcast is great if you're trying to optimize Google for a dental podcast. However, not so good for your practice. I will say that we've worked on reviews. You don't have to work on reviews too hard if you're in a smaller town where people don't review very often. Like, right. like all you have to do is have 20 reviews and you've got way more than everyone else. And Google sees that. So that's been like our new patient flow has been much better than I deserve for as much <laughs> first little effort as I've put into the blogging. However, what I will say is that I think that um, my organic ratings or my organic standings have slipped significantly because I haven't Google. been, yeah, because I haven't been putting out a lot of like, like Google likes appropriate content and blog posts that are custom written are great for that. But, but they also like consistent releases, like, and I don't know what that means. It's maybe different for different people, but at least once or twice a month, they'd probably, that will do you. Well, I've just been so lazy. I've, I've probably put a few, just a few out this year. So I will say that kicking myself a little bit for that, but yet, like I said, <laughs> I've done okay with the residuals on that, right? Get a few new reviews and you can kind of also, man, Seems like to me that reviews now are almost everything if you want Google, you know, Google standings, because it seems like the Google local stuff the you know, the little three pack at the top of the screen, that's what I look at when I, when I Google anything, I look there first, right? You're talking about the map and the reviews. Yeah, okay. the maps and reviews. Exactly. I mean, and that's right below the ads. I will, I will say, you know, I think people are conscious of the ads. Don't you, when you look at stuff like that, after you Google, don't you kind of ignore the ad stuff? I do. I do too. And I don't even know that I do it consciously. I just like, ah, they paid for that shit. I'm not doing that. <laughs> no, that's how I look at it. Or sometimes if it's somebody I don't like, I'll click it. Yeah. <laughs> click it several times. Exactly. That's a couple bucks. Nail them. Just to cost I, them money. It's true. It's true. I know. So if you hate someone, click it. There you go. Just that's your tip for the day. So I just seems like being in that, that little three pack on the, on the map uh, or seven pack, depending on where you are, but that seems to be the most valuable thing. And I've been doing okay with that. And I'm convinced it's because we've had a few reviews just lately. I think reviews make all the difference for that. Now, isn't that, that three pack also somewhat based on your geolocation? Yep, it is. And I think we're a small, I'll bet you'd be different for you 
than it would for us because we're pretty small. I mean, we've got, I think our, our area has 60 or 70,000 people. It's relatively small. So uh, it seems like the, I don't know. That's a good question though. I, and these are things that I'm out of my element to answer, but what have you found with that? Are you, are you still rating high and you probably rate for some specific like services and stuff? I'll be honest with you. I don't even pay attention to my website. Yeah. Do you have someone who's supposedly optimizing it? No. How about this? I had my associate from two years ago on there. Nice. And my team, my team members finally came to me and said, this is embarrassing that when somebody goes to our website, there are one, there's one, there are two team members out of eight that are on your website. (laughs) The solution to that, of course, is don't have any pictures of anyone. (laughs) I mean, I'm kidding. They say, make sure you always have pictures of people. But then that means that sort of means you have to keep an eye on it. Make sure <laughs> that's pretty funny. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is. It's it, there's a lot. There's so much to keep up with. And for cheapskates, it ends up you know like some some of us are like, oh, we'll kind of do it yourself. But remember, if you do it yourself, then that also means if it gets behind, that's on you too. You know, right? If I'm paying someone several hundred dollars a month to do it and they don't do it, then I can yell at them. <laughs> but if it's me, I just have to own it. You know. <laughs> No, you're absolutely right. But I, like I said, though, our new patient flow has been better than I deserve. Let's say that I, I can't, I can't give you the exact numbers, but it seems like. Well, knowing you, you don't deserve much. No, you're right. It's fair. But we're seeing, honest to God, we're seeing two to three a day, and and for like nothing, you give the, you know, that's 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 a pretty decent monthly number. Considering I don't necessarily love new patient exams, I like getting people to like my practice, but <laughs> but I don't. I don't know that I love working them up. I'm so lazy about that stuff. The other thing is, is I, I think our dick sort of uh, draws in millennials. And I love uh, my favorite new patients in the world are millennials that have a job. Okay. Millennials <laughs> with a job. They're you know, far, why? far and few between. I know. That's right. I mean, <laughs> we're being selective about millennials, but millennials with a job first love technology, right? They're so keyed into technology. So if you have any, if you put any effort at all into technology, they love that. But they also like being treated like a grown up. You know, so like when you, when you treat them as a, you know, as an autonomous patient and a person, they love that. Right. And the only, the only downside of that is a lot of these millennials with a job have absolutely no dental needs whatsoever. (laughs) They've, they've got pristine teeth. They had ortho as a kid and they, and their teeth are beautiful. And so I'm running into a fair amount of that, which is, that's fine. We don't mind doing profies either, but that's, that's not the kind of new patient that you want to, you know, rack up thousands of dollars of treatment on, on, on occasion you get, you get some that like to drink pop or something. So you got some stuff to do, but, uh, we, we do dr- tend to draw maybe a younger crowd and I'm hoping that that, that pays off over time. We'll see. Yeah, that's good. How, and, about, uh, how about you? What are your, what are your new, new patients looking like? Are they, are they big case stuff or not so much? It's odd, Alan. We're, we're going to have a good year this year. We're going to be up probably around 12 to 13%. Wow. That's terrific. I'm like the opposite. I'm probably down that much. Well, I mean, I also didn't have a great year last year. Yeah, well, that's, uh, that that was the thing. Last year, I was out of my mind. That's sort of the problem. Yeah, so 2014 was a good year for us. Uh, 2014 was our best year. Okay. Uh, 2015, I made significant team changes mm-hmm. and so made some overall philosophy changes in the practice. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, interesting, actually, now I'm a squirrel somewhere else. You know what I did today? What's that? I sent a letter to MetLife dropping them. Oh, Wow. Yeah, big. That's a big move for me. It's, sure, I've been talking talking about it for seven months. I had set the mark that I was going to be off of it by the end of the year, and I didn't get it sent in till today. So that means I think I'll be on it until end of February or March, something like that. Okay, at least it takes ninety days or so for them to, uh, because they received it. They sent us confirmation that they received it. Um, it'll take ninety days, I think it is. But what's unique or what's interesting is my practice is not dropping MetLife. I am dropping MetLife. I see. I get it. But as a provider, not as a practice. That's correct. I'm trying to limit my ability or my my time in the practice to a certain degree Mm -hmm. and limit at least getting paid a more reasonable fee for what I do. So if patients choose to see me, then there's a more of a reason for them to see sure. my associate and some of the things I don't want to do. Now, that's I, I like that. It, you're setting up an incentive that is that's that's not it's not a super obvious slap in the face. It's like that's right. kind of like that. So, but it was I, I got to tell you as 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 much as I talk a big game about how people should do this or how they should do that. I was scared. I was like a chicken <laughs> to send it in. I I printed the letter out and 
my team's like, you got to sign it. I'm like, uh, come back to me after lunch. Oh my God, then, dude, I'm glad to hear you say that. Cause I do that stuff all the time too. And then at the end of the day, they're like, uh, what happened after lunch? I'm like, all right, all right, I'll just sign it now. And you know, if they were smart, all they would have to do is put it in a pile of other things. That yeah. I and you just wouldn't even look at it. at it. Yeah, exactly. But I thought MetLife was a big part of our practice. And it turns out our collections basis, MetLife represents about 14% of our practice. Okay. On a collections basis. Now that means, I bet, since their fees are so crummy, it probably means about a quarter of my 20 to <laughs> well, 22%. There's a little math there. I didn't even think about that. You're probably right. Yeah. It was probably about 20 to 22% of my practice is probably MetLife. So it's a big, it's a big jump for me, but I'm super excited about it. And uh, I had made, uh, I think maybe the last time I talked to you and Jason, I had talked about um, trying to not do any fillings in 2017. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And what we settled on was one appointment per day with fillings in it. Okay. So that's going to be the block for 2017 is one filling per day. Do you do it first thing in the morning, get it over with? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I got, listen, I got to admit something. I, I had a patient today that had needed three fillings. I don't know how the hell it got on my schedule. Uh-huh. And um, I looked at them and I'm like, I don't know what I was doing when I diagnosed these. I don't think that they're there. Oh my god! Yeah, that's real. I mean, that's I don't know. That happens occasionally. No, I mean these weren't they. They were they truly weren't there. I was like, what the hell was I thinking? Yeah, you know I, what I really feel bad is I numb the patient up and then. Oh, that's yeah. That's a little. That's a tougher one. But on the okay. other hand, you know you can't drill on teeth if it's not there, right? I mean, it's a, no. But what's unbelievable and is I swear to God I see things. <laughs> And we've actually made all the monitors the same in the practice. Well, there you go. Yeah, that's tough, right? That's exactly right. I, I get what you're saying. Because we, we have, I have to say, we have not. We have not. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey there, podcast family. T-Bone here to talk about the 3D Dentist Digital Implant Continuum. Are you ready to start placing dental implants but feeling a bit hesitant and or overwhelmed? I know that feeling. I've been there. Let's change that together. Imagine not just learning about dental implants in a classroom, but actually performing surgeries on real patients right here in North Carolina, guided every step of the way by our expert 3D mentors. This is dental implant learning at its best, using techniques that are safe, predictable, and confidence-boosting. They're exactly what I use in my own practice, so you know they work. Our course goes beyond clinical skills. We prepare you to successfully integrate high-demand implant services into your practice, transforming your career by attracting new patients and elevating your practice. And it doesn't end with the course. Completing our program is just the beginning of a new journey. You'll be a part of a community of confident, skilled dentists with ongoing support to ensure lasting success and growth. After all, this is about mastering a skill that can transform your career just like it did for me. So, are you ready to take your practice to the next level? Visit www.3d-dentist.com, check out our upcoming sessions, and join us to revolutionize your practice. 3D Dentist is truly committed to helping dentists take control of their practice, finances, and future. Now, let's get back to this week's episode. So, all, all our monitors are the same in the practice now. Because I was noticing if I, there was this one monitor where I never saw any decay. Yeah. And then I go to my another monitor. I'm like, how did I miss that? Well, the other thing, too, is you've got, you can have each computer in, on, on my software, you can have the filters set on or off, right? Right. And that, and that makes a huge difference. Know, it makes a huge difference does. if you're looking for caries or, or, or horizontal bone loss or whatever. So it's nice to be able to have those filters. But I know what you're talking about. I really do. Yeah. I think that's the biggest thing. We, we've had an unbelievable month of sleep apnea. Oh, that's cool. So we'll be north of 20. I think we're at 26 appliances so far. Wow. Which is huge. Oh, my us. God. That's see. amazing. And what I'm unbelievably proud of is that 26 of those appliances, of the 26, were done digitally. Oh, nice. So we've essentially gone 100% digital on those. And... uh I mean, I, listen, I'm not telling people that's what they got to do, but uh, it was, it's was really been a goal of mine, and I got to give props to my assistant for, for making that happen for us. And that, that's not, I'm not listening, hey, you saved me $40 in pressure material. 
for me, it's just been a uh, it's been a big struggle to get there. Yeah, and, and I'm unbelievably happy to see us get there with well, that. Well, but and it's a workflow that you just love too. Like that's that's like right there for you. I get it. Yeah, and 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 it works great. And uh, so we've been very pleased with that. And we just uh, partnered with another sleep physician in town. And uh, there you go. So so that's been good. So we're we're expecting good things for us for next year with that. How are you guys doing with uh, setting courses up for 2017? You guys have, I'm I'm assuming you've got just about as many as you guys can stand to do at this point. To a certain degree, you know, um, my challenge, Alan, is uh, time. I mean, yeah, it's uh, you know, you get it. I mean, I do, but I mean, honestly, time. I look at I look at what you do, and I don't understand how anyone can do it. <laughs> I, it's it's hard. I mean, it's it's um, I'm I'm disorganized, unbelievably. I've gotten a little bit lazier um, than I already am, and I've gotten behind. And like we have a we have a couple of courses in January that I literally just put on the calendar. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and my uh, person that uh, Lori, who runs all of our seminar stuff, yep. is like, "How in the world do you expect to fill this?" I'm like, "I don't. <laughs> I mean, I I just don't. I mean, I'll, I'll you know we'll do the best we can, and I'll mea culpa. It's my bad. So okay. So um, what? Why is it that there is a certain personality type? And I'm going to say you and I have, I don't have maybe as, as much as you do, but like, I think there's this personality type, like the idea guy personality. Oh type, yeah. No where, question. And you have done a, a much better job than I have of putting people around you to make the ideas happen a little bit more. Cause maybe you have a better idea that if you don't have those people around you, then it's not going to happen. Oh dude, if it's up to me, we're going to do nothing. Uh, follow through is hard for me. I, how, somehow, about this? how about this? So my, my hygienist came to me today and said, um, I was looking through all the sleep cases and there's one that you did when we weren't here. Um, did you upload that? I'm like, <laughs> I'm like no. That's, that sounds exactly like what my assistant would say to me. It's so bad. Like, like I like to think of myself as this really accomplished and on top of it, dude. And if you talk to my assistant, she's like probably most 11th graders have it, have their shit together way more than I do. It's embarrassing. But it, you know, but it doesn't bother me enough that I'll do anything about it. That's the thing. <laughs> uh, it's like when I took my kids to Sierra World with me last year in Orlando. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, I had so many people come up to me and talk to me. And my parent, my kids were like, why in the world do these people even want to talk to you? Do they realize <laughs> that you sleep in your boxes and you fart and snore all night long? And that you come home and you sleep on the couch and you have zero personality? <laughs> I know. I This voice is a dentistry meeting. I'm, I'm very excited about it. But it's all... <laughs> I'm afraid that I got all these people that are interested. You know, we've got this podcast, and I, I think I might I might sound interesting and vibrant on the podcast, and I'm a little worried about how disappointed they're going to be when they meet me in person. <laughs> I live with disappointment. Let's hey, let's talk about the voices of dentistry. Let's do, let's do. So, so what is that? What are you doing? All right, the voices of dentistry is a meeting that four of us decided to the, the four main hosts. We should do this because. Dental podcasts obviously have taken off. There's a whole bunch of them out there. Some of them bigger than others, but I want to say there's like there might be forty of them. Oh, that that many now? Yeah, it sounds crazy, but a lot of them are kind of small niche things. A lot of smaller marketing ones. But we're like, man, you know, and I think a lot of the people that listen to some listen to a lot of them, and so our thought was, man, we should do a meeting, just do a small meeting of of people that are podcast enthusiasts. And basically the one rule that we sort of stuck with is, okay, the presenters are going to be podcasters, dental podcasters. And so we've got a bunch of people who have dental podcasts. It, what's funny too is, of course, dental podcasters come in all shapes and sizes. You got people like Jason and I who are are not, you know, we were not big CE presenters or anything like that. You got Mark Costas, who is, who's, you know, a really super dynamic coach, multi-practice owner, really go-getter. He's, his podcast is terrific. He's doing it. You got Sean Vandeviver, who's been on all the podcasts and is kind of a brilliant dude. He's not podcasting himself right now. Those are the the four hosts. But then we've got, for instance, we got you. You have your own podcast, but you also do <laughs> you also do all this stuff we're laughing about all the all the courses you give at home and all the teaching you do on the road and all that stuff. We've got Detola, who is you know probably one of the best known presenters out there. He's dentistry's funny man. Yes, he he's he like the funniest guy in dentistry, and he's. He's all over the place. He's going to be there. We got Gary Takis, who we, you know, who we did the the episode earlier this year with, who's a, again another big, you know, coach. And he had the he had a podcast before any of us did, 
and then you know we've got some of the smaller ones or, or the ones that are maybe not done by dentists you've got uh, jonathan van horn who's an accountant he does one you got oh god there's they're Is all the- over the place it, we thought it'd be kind of cool to bring everyone together and so we're like okay we're going to do a two-day meeting and we're going to have presentations but the presentations some of us are just going to record live podcasts because a it's easier to do that and b i like the spontaneity of it i like the idea that instead of going up there and giving my slide deck i like wondering what's going to be said and of course you know we're going to do brain trusts <laughs> that's we're going to we're going to get the funny people that we have on and we're going to do brain trust. So we're going to do some other stuff too, but some of them are giving more like a Ted talk, uh, you know, with a chance to interact. But the biggest thing is, you know, there's going to be Friday afternoon and evening. There's going to be like a, a big cocktails and hors d'oeuvres and chance to meet the podcasters. There's going to be tons of chances to interview and record with them and everything like that. So it's my thought process is a different kind of meeting. This is not your, this is not your typical meeting. It's just podcasters and there and the people that like to listen to podcasts and kind of get together and schmooze. So I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be totally different, totally weird. The amazing thing is that we actually got everyone. You and Detola were sort of the last people we were not positive were going to be on site. We thought we were going to have to Skype them off site. Yeah, I was going to Skype from a hot tub. Which, which, which would have actually sort of been kind of cool, too. The Skyping from a hot tub was always, you know, in my mind, I'm like, that that might even raise your cool level beyond. <laughs> and then you wouldn't <laughs> only, have, if, only if I was wearing my Borat suit. <laughs> Uh, that really paints a picture. But on the other hand, like you said, you could avoid the whole, they don't have to meet me in person so they can still think I'm cool, you know, because you, <laughs> you'd be in Mexico and so you wouldn't have to. But like I'm picturing, I, I don't know, you can do whatever you want to do, T-Bone, but I'm picturing just a live version of the Ask T-Bone thing where someone sort of, maybe myself, sort of like uh, moderates a, a question and answer thing and you can just go up there and riff on questions that people have in the audience. I think that'd be hilarious and awesome well, too. You- and that's where I think I'm at my best is when people ask me questions and I get to think off the top of my head and I get to challenge. I love challenging people. I know that's, you do. Uh, it's, it's, I like actually making people uncomfortable. <laughs> You're good at it too. So you have, you have well, like a special skill, you know. And how the heck's doing? I mean, how's your podcast doing? It's good. It's good. We're, we're probably the place where I host, I think you do too, Libsyn, has a, a maddening amount of statistics you can pull up as you know and so i never quite know like what trend to look at you know i think within the last month our numbers are down but it also depends on how many episodes we put out any given month so i'm going to pull up a trend here let's see i'll pull up the over the last let's go three months the trend over three months is down (laughs) or down a little bit trend over the year is mm, about level maybe about level yeah. yeah yeah Trend over I think the last that's the month. big Trend thing. Over the last I'm, tr- month. I'm, I'm still trying to figure out how do we get a larger and broader reach with the podcast. Because quite honestly, I, the people I, I talk to that say they listen to the podcast really seem to like it. And I think it's it's a free medium to get free edu- you know yep. free free thoughts at the end of the day. Yep. So I, sometimes I feel like we ought to do a network in some ways. I don't know if it would work this way. Like there are a ton of places podcasts that do networks and what happens is the extra popular or the bigger audiences sort of help the smaller audiences launch a little bit they mix audiences up and a lot of times with the network you'll find someone who manages the whole thing or does a lot of the engineering or stuff like that so it's a lot of the the heavy lifting on that end is done by the same people so you get a real consistent product there's some upside to that but I also don't know that we're organized enough that we could even pull something like that off where you do a network. A network would be cool because you could be then releasing a show or two every day from the network. But I don't know if that would be. And they, the other thing about a network, if you're ever going to sell ads, having a network, you could tell the advertisers your overall download numbers versus the individual show down numbers. Yeah. It, honestly, that's sort of more of a business model thing. But as as it goes, I got to tell you, having a private or, or a, a closed group, has made a huge difference for us. We just opened that Dental Hacks Nation thing like a month ago. It's insane. It makes a huge difference. Like, I think we have more new listeners now than we ever have in the last year or so because of that. How do you know when you have new listeners? Okay, so here's what, when I'm looking at Libsyn, and I assume new listeners are, okay, you go to you go to your view stats, mm-hmm. and then I'll go, I'll go down and you pick your day. Just downloads by day, and then I'll, I'll, pick, I'll pick the 13th. And you look at your long tail and you'll, you'll see that like after the first, the top few episodes with the higher numbers, you're going to get 
10 downloads for about five shows, nine downloads, eight downloads. And you figure, okay, probably somewhere between nine or 10 people are new up new listeners because the new listeners are the ones who listen to it go, Oh, this is kind of cool. And then they start going back and downloading your back catalog. I can go back a ways where you've got, you know, I've got like, you know, an entire page of, of episodes being downloaded six or five or seven times in a given day that are, they're old that have been there for a long time. So I always figure we're pulling in probably, eh, you know, four or five new listeners a day from something like that. Cause okay. I, my thought process is if they're, if, if the old stuff's getting downloaded consistently, that means we probably got people who are going, okay, I'm just going to download the whole catalog and go back and listen to what I, I, that's, that's my best guess. Clearly that's not, you know, scientific, but I always kind of assumed that's what it was. So the more back catalog you have, like, you know, a hundred episodes or whatever, like, like we've got sitting out there, the more you can kind of gauge that, I think. Interesting. I, it is hard to know for sure. But the other thing is, is that on that, that closed group, the Dental Hacks Nation, you get people who will, who will mention that they just started listening to the show and I'm just like, right. it's awesome. And then the second question is, what took you so long? How, you know, how did you find it? You know, and typically it's friends, typically it's friends. Oh, you got to check this out. So it's, it's been cool that way. It really has. I think podcasts are here to stay. I don't know that all of the podcasts will be around forever because as you know, it's, it's, it's hard to release content consistently. It's a challenge, especially for someone like you who doesn't really have that much time anyhow. I, I got plenty of time. I just choose to be lazy sometimes. Well, the other thing is you it's not like you're not working. It's not like you're not yeah. teaching. So sometimes the, the downtime where you say lazy is maybe mental health stuff too, you know. Dude, I can just tell you right now, the other night I came home and I went to bed and I, I was just spent. Hey, what what have you added new to your practice this year? Well, interesting you say that. I've got well, two new microscopes. That was okay. early. That was that was in March. That but scopes aren't new to me. It's just I moved them for for a couple of years. I just for one year I just had them in hygiene, and then I added two new newer nicer scopes into the restorative. So I'm using the scope more and more. So a lot more photography with the scope. And I got to tell you, when you're using a scope and you got a decent camera hooked up to it, <laughs> taking photos is not that hard. You know, versus no. stopping stopping and doing the photos throughout. You Are know, you using procedure. a remote to do that? I can. I haven't been, and I have to tell you, at higher mags, you should. Yeah, because every time I press the shutter button, my microscope shakes. And it's not really shaking a lot, but for a camera, it's like, Dude, it's you know, shaking a boatload for the exactly, camera. Exactly, exactly, right? It's like, in the higher magnification you are, the worse it is. So yeah, a remote makes sense, and they have decent wireless remotes for the Sony cameras. I just, again, it's a, it, dude, this is how bad it is. I've got one in my office. I just can't put my hands on it. I got to just, I literally what do you have, have like just, a Sony neck seven or whatever. It's it, it, I have all a six thousands, which are the, they're nice, but they're not the a seven where it's, you know, they're, I think they're, they were like 600 bucks versus, you know, 2000 bucks or something like that. And, uh, and of course all the, the CJ optic scopes that I have all come standard with that, that Sony, you know, beam splitter right on them. So basically it is set up for one of those Sony cameras to pop on there, whatever Sony camera you're using. So it's kind of, I've, I'm happy with the Sony for the fact that I can just plop it on that camera and be done with it. And you don't need the lenses. Do you actually? No, just- no, I just buy the body. Yeah. Cause I don't, I mean, I'm not using it for anything else. They are nice cameras, uh, but I don't, you know, I just leave them attached to the scope. Uh, I literally just got a, I got a 3M TrueDef like, <laughs> like last week. So I'm, I'm learning to scan slowly, but surely I literally, I think I've done a couple clinical cases so far. So that's, that's something new too. It's fun for someone who's not done any digital. I mean, you've been using a CEREC for years and years, but you, you can only imagine how mind blowingly different it is <laughs> when you're used to taking all polyvinyl impressions, you know? So that's, I just added that too. So I got, I've got new stuff coming on and it keeps it interesting for sure. What new procedures have you added to your practice this year or any? God, I'm terrible. I probably reduce procedures. I think I probably do less endo now than Ooh, I have. Let's talk about, okay, why have you reduced procedures? Because I don't like endo. Okay, that's good. That's not exactly true. I do like endo when it's like super predictable and there's kind of no questions about it. The problem is... Oh, so you like anteriors with one canal? <laughs> I'll take those, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I'll even do an upper premolar. <laughs> what? I know I'm crazy. Got to be careful sometimes. I what I'm finding is predictability and like and you know what I'm saying this and I just think last week I just I just finished a super necrotic molar so I I guess I I don't have hard fast rules. I'd love to tell you that I I'm so good at figuring out which cases are going to be the straightforward ones and which ones aren't. Well, I know I'd, you'd lie. I know you'd. Be <laughs> I know lying. you know that story. You're like just like every time every time you think you're going to just pop a tooth out like you're going to extract a tooth and you realize it's ankylosed or you or your X ray didn't show how curved the root is or whatever. 
I've actually been doing probably less implant surgery and more more implant treatment planning with someone else. But again, you got to remember, CTs have been in Michigan, you know, CTs. Yeah, was it like two weeks? Yeah, actually last Friday. Last Friday was was when, when the rule came down. So now we can have CTs in Michigan. I mean, you, you could before, but it was just a huge legal hurdle. You had to be a Medicaid provider, all these things. Yeah. That's done. So now that's going to change a lot around here. It'd be interesting to talk to me in six months to see what's happened, whether I get one or not versus I, I get in with someone who's using it, whatever. It's it's going to change a lot of things. So all of a sudden implant surgery for me, I don't want to do, after taking uh, classes with Corey and, and kind of learn, I don't want to place any more implants unless I've had a chance to look at a CT. Even if I'm not doing a guide, which I don't see any reason not to, I don't want, I don't want to go off a of pano anymore because it's just, you're not seeing enough there. I don't think. I had to come in this morning at, at seven o'clock. I got. I, I wonder sometimes what people think, like that. I mean, just generally human beings. So, um, I had to come in at seven o'clock this morning to see a patient who cracked, literally cracked a tooth and needed it taken out because he was in pain and needed an implant. Uh, we had saw him. Uh, what's today? Wednesday. So we saw him Tuesday at four o'clock. You know, we diagnosed the tooth was uh, cracked and. Just to make myself feel good and sleep well at night, I went ahead and did a pulpotomy on the tooth to, ver- to verify mm-hmm. that the crack was extending down the root, and it was. So I had to see him. So we, you know, the, the good news for us is we can mill a guide in the office, and and uh, it, you know, it took us about an hour and a half. We were hour and a half. We had the guide done, but I had to come in at seven o'clock to see the patient because I'm booked through the end of the year, and my assistant was furious because she has that means she has to come in right and not furious about having to come in she was furious about why we had to come in and it's because i had three fillings at eight o'clock this morning and she she was like (laughs) why in the hell would we have fillings on your schedule in december and you get all the and it makes sense right yeah no i get it i mean like like december is december in a, in a practice that takes any kind of insurance at all is yeah and, and on top we've of op- that, we've opened up days we've never opened up right before. and we like, and we have an associate that can do the fillings and that you know but that can't do the implants so then or whatever else it is so why am i having to come in early to do something that honestly we should have scheduled at eight o'clock in the morning stay with us we'll be right back hello podcast family T-Bone here, bringing you our newest live patient implant training, Full Arch Express. For dentists already placing implants and ready to level up and continue building their implant practice, this is the golden ticket. We're diving deep into Full Arch Implants, the hottest game changer in implant dentistry. In this program, we tackle both overdentures and all annex fixed hybrids, mastering techniques that are essential for modern, comprehensive dental care. It's about getting your hands on the tools and techniques that will replace the doubt and fear with confidence and predictability. Here's the kicker. There's live patient training right here in North Carolina. You're not just learning theories. You're in the operatory doing real work on real patient from start to finish, guided one-on-one by our expert 3D mentors. You'll learn the nuances of each approach, ensuring you can cater to a wide range of patients to maximize revenue. Speaking of revenue, with me, you know it's not just about the clinical skills. We're bringing business into this aspect too, teaching you how to integrate these advanced services profitably into your practice. So are you ready to rise up to the top in implant dentistry? Join us at the Full Arch Express. This isn't just another course, it's a career-defining leap. Head to www.3d-dentist.com to enroll in our next session. 3D Dentist is truly committed to helping dentists take control of their practice, finances, and future. Now, back to this week's episode. Yeah. No, I get it. So I'd they, like to be your I'd like to be your associate that does feelings. So I love oh my god, things. come on down, man, dude. I, I, I need one. <laughs> I know you don't I know you don't like it, but it is fun. I know those like I'm one of those sick people that I love doing directs. I think they're great. Now, mind you, it's not well you also like getting direct, paid but, for them. When you get paid 125 bucks for them, you probably wouldn't like <laughs> No, them. that's a lot. That's a that's a lot tougher to swallow. I agree. Yeah, yeah. I so that they're in the line. I don't like doing them. No, and but you're smart that you're you understand that part of it anyhow, and now I can see exactly why your 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 assistant's kind of pissed. I get it. Yeah, and and so that that was interesting, and then um, 
So, but it's interesting. It's uh, what I find is that their buy-in is better than my buy-in on some of these things. Mm-hmm. Like the whole MetLife dropping MetLife thing. And, you know, they all came by and said, congratulations, about time you did it. Funny how much they get it. Uh, your practice is probably in, in some ways, it's the staff sort of drives the, the right changes, I think. So just for sure. Cool. You know, I, I kind of give the vision of what I want. They support they support you on it, though. Yeah. And, and what's funny is I can lay out a vision like no one's business and then fall back to what I'm used to doing. Oh, God, I'm, I'm the worst at that. I'm the worst at that. I oh, so, and, we all are, Alan. Let me... And talk and talk about talk about crossing signals, too, because one minute you're giving a talk about how important this thing is to it. And then three days later, you're like, what was I saying again? <laughs> <laughs> you're probably, they're probably like, you're like, yeah, we're all like that. Well, and they also, that's the classic thing, just like everything. You know, they say, oh, yeah, he's good. He's big change. He's make big changes. Sure, I'll just... I'll just hold off for a couple of days. He'll he'll forget about it and find something else to get upset about. And a lot of times they're right. You know, that's there's some human nature going on in there too. How much time do you take off per year from the practice? I don't work Fridays, and we work half day Thursdays. So you, it depends on how you calculate it in. Like no, no, but but your 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 typical work week is three and a half days, right? Yep, exactly. So how many exactly. weeks do you take off? Probably grand total, maybe two or three. I don't take very much time off. Why not? I don't know. I will tell you, I will tell you that it's not because I can't, I think it's more because I don't plan it. And then by the time we decide I'm burned out and I need a break, I haven't made, I haven't made time for it. How lame is that? No, but it's, it's a common problem. It's a problem. I, I think it is too. It's a very common too. problem. Uh, and and so here's our rule. We've been following pretty well for the last three or four months, uh, sorry, three or four years. So we'll plan, like I take, I take a decent amount of time off. I take anywhere between eight to 12 weeks off per, per year. So we'll plan like four big trips a year with the kids. So when the kids Mm -hmm. are out of school, we'll go ahead and block those weeks off. And those are our trips with the kids, non-negotiable. That's what it is. You know, spring break, something in the summer, Christmas. And I think they get like a fall break or something. Yeah. So so we'll plan those out. And then our other thing is, is we plan uh, our trip. Like we're planning next year's trip. Uh, We're getting ready to go on our Christmas trip this year to Thailand. And I love Thai food. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. I remember. When do you leave for that? It's got to be uh, soon. Huh? Next Wednesday. Nice. And um, so next Wednesday, Thursday, I think, Thursday. And uh, so we'll plan our next. How long are you going to be there? Are you going to be there over New Year's? Yeah, so I'm going to be in Dubai for two days. Okay. And then Thailand for, I think, eight days. Nice. Are you presenting in Dubai? No. Uh, yeah, no well, okay. technically, yes, but no. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> so uh, we'll plan next year's vacation during this vacation. No, what a good idea. What a great idea. That way we get it off. And, and if nothing else, you know, I think the biggest thing for us is, is people. So people take that very literally. And so when I say we plan next year's vacation, we're not planning like literally what we're doing. We're planning when. Yeah. When in the days you're blocking That's it. out. So, you, yeah, so it's it, on the calendar. Yeah, so we block it out. So because worst case scenario, worst case scenario, I have a staycation. No, that's true. But, and staycations are great except for the fact that it's it's easy to come in the office right it's like you kind you kind of have to say I'm, I'm really not here sure but at least <laughs> at least you're turned mentally you're not dentistry turned on right you're not yeah, physically yep. doing dentistry so i actually you know because this was the first year we took so much i took so much time off and what happened was we were actually i was actually going places yeah. but the first four or five months five months of the year i actually went away every time because we planned it out and we got. I got to a point where I was like, "This is stressful." Yeah, I'm tired. I'm stressed out by all the time off. No, no, but it's true travel. because before you go, it's stressful, and when you get back, it's a disaster. Or what about the, what about that thing that there is no travel that you can do that doesn't take at least a day to get there and at least a day to get back mentally because, and because, and, yeah. and physically, right? Exactly, exactly. So right. and and then uh, so then I decided that you know what I'm going to take less time out, like travel, but just take, still take the time off. And what I found with that was at least I worked on my practice sure, and not just in my practice. So even sometimes, so I guess in, in a way what I'm saying, it's misleading uh, in a way that I take that so much time off because I don't always take vacation. Sometimes I literally block off working on the practice time for, for a whole week. You know, it's, fun, it's funny that you say that this year, a lot of the time off we've taken or I've taken we put a lot back in. We have a horse farm, you know, right. we, we board horses. We, we put a lot into that just this year. 
we did a bunch of stuff like physical upgrades, a bunch of buildings and new, new paddocks and new outdoor riding arena, which is just spectacular. And, and a fair amount of that was, I didn't do it, but there was a fair amount of legwork that was involved with and stuff. And, and frankly, time that you couldn't be away, you know, it was like, Oh, frankly, a lot of it was me just watching the kids. Cause my wife was out there kind of managing the stuff, which is great. But so that <laughs> like, I can look back on this year. I'm like, man, we did do a lot of that kind of stuff too. So it is, my time off, I say, I would say, is is more like that than than the going away stuff. We did go away a couple times. Too, well, but. I mean, every weekend is a three and a half day weekend for you, which is awesome. Yeah, it it is it is awesome. Except it's particularly awesome if you do leave the office at the office. Some weekends I'm excellent at that. Some weekends I'm less good at that too. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, but I, sometimes I just I get dragged in for whatever, and it's you know you sort of get sucked in. And once you get to the office, there's always everything takes four times longer you think it's going to take and you get sucked in and you lose an entire day or whatever. So yeah, I, I, I struggle with that a little bit. I almost have to stay away. Otherwise I'll get sucked in and, and time sucks. So, well, Alan, you visited my office this year, right? Yes. Would you say that I'm technologically a pretty good office? Yeah. I think you're pretty solid there. Yeah. Okay. You know, what's sad is I, I think you, you could, you could actually race multiple Cerex around your office. <laughs> like you, I don't know how many, I don't know how many teams you could have. I'm not, I'm just going to say that. I'm not sure how many teams, but you could have a pretty good Cerex physical Cerex races in your yeah, office. We should, do, I should get go-karts and segways and do that. <laughs> yeah, there we go. I think that's a good idea. You know, what's sad is I sat down during one of my little uh, staycation working on the practice times. Mm-hmm. And I said, my office has become, uh, ob- is starting to get obsolete. Like mentally, I felt my practice was behind the times, not in terms of massive technology, because when it comes to the massive, like way out there technology, I got it all. Yep. But it was the little things, things like I I was thinking to myself, like, why in the hell are my patients filling out forms on paper? With paper. Yeah, no, I get it. So we found um, somebody mentioned this to me and we were just using it. So I, I can't I'm not endorsing it or anything. But there's a product called EnLive, E N L I V E. Have you heard of it? I've seen it. Yeah, I have. I've seen it before. Maybe it was advertised. It might have been advertised on Dental Town or something. So um, it. it's an iPad app that connects to your practice management system. Mm-hmm. So your patients fill it out. They put your forms on there. Your patients fill it out in your office, and it like shows up in their whatever EagleSoft is what we use. And um, so I, I'm I'm so f- I'm like I'm like I'm giddy about trying that. <laughs> I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm looking at the website. It looks like it works with whatever software you're using. It and then we can with. put our consents on there and it automatically shows up in, in EagleSoft terms in the smart doc or the document center. So some of those things. And uh, so I'm super. Also for me, it's an excuse to buy more tablets. Yeah. Well, is what's good sad is I, we have uh, six tablets at the house, at the office mm-hmm. um, that are all our old tablets. Yeah. And this yeah. thing needs at least a gen three or gen four and above yeah. to yeah. work. So, so we tried to put install it on some of our older tablets today, yesterday, and it didn't work. So, I'm like, damn it, I got to buy kids, more tablets. My kids, my kids, my kids will will pick games that they like, and I'll realize that I'm like I'm like several generations behind on some of the. I, we got, honestly, God, we have more tablets than any five people should have. It's stupid. Yeah. And the other thing is, part of it is their fault because they're excellent at breaking them. Part of it is my fault because. I like buying tablets. I like buying the new one just to see what it's like. That's so stupid. I just bought three Chromebooks for my kids. Did you? Yeah. I, I'm waiting on... See, I'm a fan of the... Okay. I don't like Samsung phones. They're the worst. Well, they explode. Terrible phones. Yeah. Well, that, there's there's that. <laughs> I mean, there is the exploding factor. That is a whole other factor. But uh, their tablets, their, their relatively newish tablets are really good. I, I like them maybe more than the iPad. And so I've got a bunch of Samsung tablets. I've got a bunch of iPads. But not all of them are up to up to generation. Like we've been buying them all the way along, and my kids are famous for breaking them. So we've got we've got multiple iPads with screens that have been repaired and all that stuff. But it's it's borders on embarrassing that what we do for technology at my house, and and we're buying all that technology so they can play stupid games on it. You know, I should have something for my office just to just to prove that I can do something beyond. You know, and little things like referrals. Like why am I having to? Why am I giving people paper referrals? Why can't I email this stuff? To my patients, this is driving me crazy a little bit. So we're, we're it is we're adding. And there technology. are a lot of companies that are there are a lot of companies that are that are making good products for it too. It's just almost a matter of you almost need someone who can who can um, 
what's the word I'm looking for? Who can curate all the, all the different products and make it fit what you're using. You know what I'm saying? Like someone who kind of knows everything that's available and go, okay, this would work really well in your office. Maybe not as well in your office, that sort of thing. Cause there's, there's a lot of competing products that I just don't have a handle on the upside and downsides of any of them. You know what I mean? As, as if I need change, I was considered, uh, I was considering getting a, um, go, switching to open dental. Is that what it's called? Oh, yeah, open yep. dental. So, but <laughs> just cause you need another challenge. But I, mean, life, I just right? need to invite like my team because I want, because I want more turnover. Seriously. They're going to go. If you do that, I'm leaving. Yeah. I mean, I'm waiting for, <laughs> listen, it, it won't be long before, before it happens. I mean, it's just, it's crazy. No, I hear you. Yeah, I hear you. It's uh, but uh, I, you know, I, I, I'm excited about that. And then, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting how that works as, uh, you know, I've been buying a lot of stuff on Amazon prime now. And, I have this obsession that I, I want to pay $8 extra to have it delivered within an hour. And, I, <laughs> just because you can. And then I don't look at it for two days. I, that is okay. That is embarrassing when I, when I have paid, when I've paid extra to have it delivered the next day and then you don't even open the box. I can't tell I swear, you. My front desk manager, I, I think she wants to walk in my office and kick me in the nuts because it's obvious that I've done just exactly that. <laughs> But they're so they're so used to it. They just don't even say anything. Anymore. I mean, it's so awesome. I got to tell you, it's so awesome. And so, so you can do that in Raleigh, huh? They've got they've got a delivery in an hour. Yeah, yeah, an hour. You know what? If they don't deliver it with a drone, I'm not even interested. So, like, um, like today, um, my office. So I hired a new office, quote unquote, office manager, and mm-hmm. she. I heard her the other day introducing herself to somebody, and she said, "Hi, I'm so and so, director of operations." I'm like, Jesus. Like I thought, office manager was a bad enough name. Now we're director of director operations. of operations, tactical director <laughs> of operations. I, just, I like that. I wanted to make fun. I think she introduced herself that way, so she's expecting to get a raise because yeah. that is that is a very important sounding. Hey, um, speaking of that, uh, do, do you do annual raises for your team? You know, I typically do. I typically do, but I'm not going to do it this year. Why I not? Hope they're not listening, but we didn't. We're down for crying out loud. There's no. If I don't get a raise, I shouldn't get a raise. Is that right? I mean, do you think about why you're down? Yeah, I I need. Or to do you not care? Look. I don't really care. I. You know what it was. I I can't tell you exactly for sure, but I think I think there was a fair amount of. I think I wasn't in the office as much. I'm going to start by comparing that because that would also make the most sense too, right? I traveled a ton this year. Like, I'm convinced like, it, that you'll still ahead, make the same amount of money when you're not in the office as much. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, I don't, you know, I don't know. I, I do you think you think because I don't have an associate in the office. So do you think it makes a difference that, that when I'm gone, like the office is really only running on, you know? Well, I found when I went from four days to three and a half days, my my per, when I was alone, my production didn't go down, and I only look at my personal production. And when I went from three and a half days to three days, my production didn't go down. It w- and in fact, it went up. I honestly, the other thing too, Tarun, is that I've thought about that. I, I consistently think to myself, it's like, I could do what I do in four days and three days easily if I scheduled better. Right. And then I'd, then I'd have a day to do more more podcast stuff like i potentially do it more like well i want to work i want to work less at my paying job so i can work more at my paying conceptually conceptually you could make uh, the hope is that the podcast could eventually be a paying job as well oh my god but uh no i know it's funny but like i there's other podcasts in me i'm pretty sure (laughs) yes they're all free yeah that's awesome i love you for that alan my podcast is like a negative moneymaker for me (laughs) yeah you're kind of in the it wouldn't have to be it wouldn't have to be i know that you're not you're not driven you're not driven to do it but but i mean you could you could easily if you wanted to have sponsors you could easily have sponsors. i hate sponsors because then you owe them something like i literally had i had um i don't know if they were there when you came for our sleep course we had a software company that was a quote-unquote sponsor which in my world, I don't let anybody give me money. And yeah. I tell them up front that you literally, I might just let you go one day. Just yeah. the flu, because I don't want anybody's money. And so literally. For the record, I do let people give me money, just so you know. <laughs> so, so literally. I, I, can, I, can be, I can be bought. I can absolutely be bought. Yeah. I had somebody complain that they bought something. And then the Monday they got back to the office, they tried to cancel it. And they wouldn't let them cancel it two days later. Jeez. So I literally called the company and said, hey, don't come back. Wow. 
And there you have it. I mean, it's because I don't know what it is about me because I just, uh, anyway. It's, well, it's but the too- other thing is, you know what? Here's the thing. You're not looking at things going, man, I really need to make more here. You're making more is more of a challenge to see if you can, not because you need to. I know it. I mean, I, I've been around you. I know that's not how you're driven at all. You're, you're put together in a different way than some of us are. And I don't, I think the podcasting thing is a similar thing for me where I, I look at it as a challenge to, to see if you could push it in a different direction or whatever. You know, I, I don't know that I will or not, but it is funny how I'm not driven by money as much as I was when I was younger. I mean, honestly, what a luxury oh, to not awesome. be driven in the, what a luxury to not feel that pressure necessarily, you know? No, that's, that's awesome. I wish I could, uh, be like, you know, well, I, I'm not saying I'm driven by money, but I got to make some, right? You got to make some. And frankly, as soon as you realize you're not, then your priorities kind of have to change. You got to tighten stuff up, but there's a point too, where you're, when you know you're doing okay, you've kind of got a freedom to, to move around a little bit. Yeah, no, it makes a big difference. So it does. What else is new? I mean, what else, you know, what else would you like to tell people that are listening? Go to voices dentistry.com, buy a ticket, come see T-Bone. You want to come see all those people, man. It's, I, mm-hmm. I think that's going to be so awesome. It's going to be a really cool mix of people. Like we've been recording, we've been recording some brain trusts and I may get you in on one before we do it yet with different presenters, just kind of interacting. And, uh, it's been a trip. We're all coming from a different place, but since we're all podcasters, we all kind of have a certain familiarity, maybe being on the microphone. It's interesting. It's pretty cool actually. But you know, for me, it's, um, well, you know, when you were telling the story about how it came about, it sounded eerily familiar to me, but, mm-hmm. but, um, what I think is awesome because I've been on your guys' show talking about how I hate meetings. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's true. Multiple times actually. Yeah. And it's not that I hate meetings because I love education. I love getting people together, but this is not, I mean, you, you described it as a meeting and I wouldn't describe it that way. It's a different ball of wax for sure. It's not your typical meeting because a, you're only going to be hanging out with nerds like yourself, right? Mm-hmm, I mean, I, mm-hmm, and, and people think of that as a bad thing. I, I don't, but you're going to be hanging out with people that love, I mean, at the end of the day, a person who listens to a podcast, people listening right now, yep. you love, you love your profession. You're, you're what I call a professional. It's not how you dress, but it's about how you are committed to your profession. You're committed to your practice. And and to me, I want to hang out with just those people. I always say you're the you're the average of the five people you hang out with. Uh-huh. And so what I would tell somebody is uh, increase your average by coming and hanging out with people who are who love their profession and who are dedicated to listening to so many podcasts. And uh, because that's at the end of the day is daily CE. And uh, who doesn't who doesn't want to hang out with people who are, you know, eating, living and breathing and doing their business because uh but I think there's even more than that. I think that because podcasts are not something that you can you can partake of passively, you have to seek them out, you know? Even if it's just searching them on a podcast app, you still, that wasn't there unless you put it there, right? So you've kind of gone out of your way to figure out how to download and listen to dental podcasts. And if you continue to do it, you know, you are that kind of person. You are a person who does not mind having other dentists in their head, you know, while they're working out or driving to work or whatever. And so that's why I feel it's going to be so cool because it's like, oh, there's a lot of barriers, social barriers that are already broken. You know, like I've run into people, shoot, when I was at your office, I ran into some people that listened to the show and they felt like they already knew me. You know, they felt like they already, in the same way they felt like they already knew you, they, you know, from dental town or from, from your podcast or whatever, they felt like they knew me because they listened to the show. I had one person at the, at the, this is hilarious. One person at the, the on fire meeting, uh, practice. How was that by the way? It was good. It was really good. They had, they had a lot of cool speakers and, and again, you got enthusiasts there. The people that show up at that meeting are are people that are enthusiasts about it. So it was fun. I was in line for lunch and talking to Jason and someone turned around and said, you're a podcaster, aren't you? So they didn't, they literally just recognized my voice. That was, (laughs) that was crazy. Like, I, I that was that was nuts, right? So I mean, like literally, they so they what, listen what, enough what that if, they've what heard if the they voice. turned around and said, "Can you say, oh God, real quick?" And oh, I- yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. No, I I still I still am shocked that people would bother to this. Like, there's lots of people. Oh yeah, it's a great show. 
I'm still shocked that people would bother. I don't. I always feel like Jason and I are just kind of farting around. I just around want on the people microphone. to ask me for an autograph. That that's that's what I, so <laughs> until, I get. To I, I don't. Ask it isn't real until I've had to sign some body parts. Is all I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just waiting for there. somebody to have me sign a an arm or a bicep or yeah, exactly. a leg or a yeah. foot. Or a something. neck would be good. A neck. I mean, would be anything. Excellent. I mean, I'm just willing to sign anything. <laughs> <laughs> just you, you heard it you hear here first people voice the dentist, just, uh, you need to be just carrying around markers for people to sign on your body i like, wait for people to walk around so you ever watch like on the u.s open where they have those big ass tennis balls oh yeah oh yeah i'm waiting we should have some big ass teeth made yeah <laughs> <laughs> and everybody stands in line and the podcasters walk by and sign their teeth or something yeah. Well, I will say that I will say that there's going to be a lot of photo up time. There's going to be a lot of actually. I'm hoping there's going to be a lot of recording time. Like, <laughs> so what's the, the format alter- of this thing? Well, okay, it's TED Talk style presentation. So twenty minutes? Day. No, actually, they're not twenty. They're fifty minutes. Right? Okay, they're five, fifty two. minutes. They're going on an hour. But my thought process is about forty five minutes with time for questions and then time for switching. There's some of them are main stage. Some of them are breakout stages because we got a lot of presenters. And so we're not, we, we don't have enough. We're not going to do four days straight. So we can, so everyone can have, so there's some that'll be going at the same time. We're trying to make like roughly a clinical track and roughly a business track kind of thing. But the presentations aren't going to be long. The presentations are going to be, <laughs> they're, they're built. So Al's attention span can handle them. Selfish. That's, that's, how, that's how they're built selfishly. I can't do about more than 45 minutes without having to you get know, up I and think walk around. I think it's good to be selfish. Oh, for sure. Well, well, but the other thing is, I think most people are the same way. You know, most people are. If, For instance, if you're listening to someone and you're like, you know what? This topic just doesn't do it for me. You know that you've only got about 40 minutes to sit before you get something else. I don't think that's going to happen very much. But the nice thing is, in the end, in some cases, you'll be able to sneak into the other room and see what they're talking about there. But the other, the other thing is, is we're going to have as much round table as possible. Like, Every stage is going to have multiple mics set up. So if you want to have, you know, like if you decide you want to have three people on your show just for fun, you can do it. Uh, or, you know, your time. Your time is your time to do with what you want. But but like I'm, Jason and I are trying to do as much similar to the way our show is just because, A, we're comfortable doing that. And, and B, I like, I like the, the unplanned aspect of it. So, you know, we've done, we've done one of our shows live and it went really well. It was fun. It was like the, 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 the most fun I've had in front of an audience ever. I, you know, I've presented, had a pretty good time, but it was nice because it was, it was pretty spontaneous and it was not nerve wracking because these are all people that have heard the show before they know what to expect. So it was great. So, but that's, that's the format of the day, but, but then the evening is going to be kind of, kind of open form, but, but I think the mics are still going to be hot and available. So people want to do, do like round tables or whatever. I just want to know, is there a hot tub at the hotel? Oh yeah. There's like two or three. So can I get a hot tub going live? You, you for sure <laughs> you count on it. If you do it, I will make it happen. If I have to engineer it myself, I will do it. There's, there's multiple hot tubs. There's a, t- it's, I have to say the venue's interesting because have you ever seen one of the, like back in like the late eighties, early nineties, the holodome where it's this giant, you know, it's yeah, you know my, my people own those things. I, <laughs> that's right. It's right up your alley. But what I'm, what I'm going to tell you is this place is like that. It's, it's, it's got this wide open kind of cool space. It's a little cheesy. But it's actually kind of cool. When I first got there, I'm like, really? We're doing this in a holodome? And then I realized, God, there's like so many places for people to just sit down and talk. It's all it's all like open space that's available for everyone. So it's going to be pretty cool. The acoustics may not be super great on that part. The actual lecture you know, rooms and stuff are really nice. They're good. And they're, the acoustics are decent for recording there, too. But uh, And we're going to, I mean, we're going to have a couple hundred people there. So it's going to be... We're going to take the place over. It's not like there's going to be a lot of space for anyone but us. So it'll be cool. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Have you done any Facebook Live for your practice? I have not. Have you done it at not. all? No, for no reason whatsoever. I mean, we did it at your, we did it when we came to your course and it was, it was not hard to do or anything. No, like that. I, I think it's actually and, fun. And, and our, and my practice is geared for that stuff too. Like, I mean, we're, everyone in my practice goofy enough to do it too. I just don't know why I haven't. I even have a good phone now for crying out loud. <laughs> Like, like I should be doing it and I don't. Have you done it? Not for the practice. No, I've only done it. I've only done it when you guys were around. And well, <laughs> when we were there, when we were there, it was kind of addictive. You're kind yeah, of oh, dude, fun. It was, it was cra- well, it was all about, and then you weren't there for the frogs and the I know, stuff. I know. But like, there were tons of people watching. Like it was a phenomena, right? Yeah. I mean, it's sort of a, well, it was a so train it, wreck. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was a train wreck. It was absolutely a train wreck. 
But it was a train wreck that, like, it is funny when you've got, like, a lot of people that you know on Facebook and the, the live stuff goes to the head of everyone's page. It isn't it isn't that they were actually all that interested in us. It's just that when you do when you do the live recording, everyone that, that you're like related to on Facebook gets gets the message. It's kind of it is it's like train wreck waiting to happen. I love that actually. So we should definitely be doing some Facebook live from the from you the should. voice of the dentistry. You yeah. should. That'll be great. That'll be great. You know the other thing, last thing and then then I'll, I'll call it a day. Sure. Because it's time for both of us to go to bed. I know, right? It's amazing yeah. it's lasted this long. But um, do you set goals? You know, I do. But sometimes personal. I've done office goals in the past. And, um, you know, what's funny is it's like the office goals are great, but you have to have buy-in and you have to be really disciplined about monitoring your progress. on. Don't you think? Like, it's another one of those things where I can talk big and then and make them fall. However, when, when we do it and we actually monitor it, we hit them and it make it, like literally it's almost the, the action of setting them and just following through with how we're doing on them actually makes them happen more, you know, this year, less so than last year. And lo and behold, we're down this year compared to last year. I wonder if that has something to do with that. I think the biggest thing I would tell people on goal setting is they don't set good goals, realistic goals. They're not very specific. Yeah. They got to be real concrete. Yeah. You know, people say like, uh, I want to make more money. Well, what's more a dollar more, 50 cents more, you know, and then you got to work backwards. In my opinion, you got to work backwards and figure out, Hey, how am I going to achieve that? Mm -hmm. And, uh, so it's some real specific things that you can do to try and achieve it. And then you follow through with, okay, have these things that we thought were going to work really well. Have they been working and why or why not? You know, it, 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 the goal setting almost allows you to look at your practice more specifically, but like more, well, more regularly, but also like more critically, you know, because you're looking at it because you're trying to, to, to make your goals happen, you know? And I think it's a little late to do goal setting personally. Like I did my 2017 goal setting in uh, like August, September. Yeah, that's was probably good. It's probably the right time to well, do it. Well, because I got to get prepared to get prepared. Yep. So, but uh, well, and the other thing is, it seems like right about now is when when the pressure to be you know to be seeing how this year was and how next year is going to be better. Right now is when all that stuff's happening. So probably the time to be planning for it is months in advance. I'm mentally exhausted in December. December just kicks me and my teams behind. Well, we're we're always super busy, like literally just cranking out dentistry because everyone you know just like any practice that has insurance involved everyone waits the last second no matter what you do so you're cranking it out like i said we've added days that we've never added before so december is a terrible time to be (laughs) to be doing anything but that really you know you already know you're going to be doing that it's a brilliant time to add um digital scanning when you've never done it before (laughs) i'm honestly like could i be any more dumb uh, so the the reality is, is I'm like, I'm, I'm picking my cases that I'm going to bother with that. Cause I'm, I, you know, what I, I had a, my last patient of the day was a relatively straightforward crown. We were thinking of doing it and she's like super anxious and it took us a while to get her numb. And in my mind, I'm like, Nope, <laughs> this is not the case to do this on. I got, I got a life to live here. I, and I'm like, so, but it's okay. I mean, we're, we're fine. We'll make it. Have you ever thought about <laughs> dropping insurance? I have. I've never gone much further than thinking about it because I, I'm not sure. I mean, honestly, I've been talking on and off forever, and I, I think my practice is small enough that I could probably survive it and sort of, sort of go into like a boutiquey kind of thing, you know? Because around me, everyone takes insurance. Like, like I don't know anyone who's fee for service straight up. I, everyone takes some insurance. We don't take it. We don't take any of the heavy duty plans. We're essentially, uh, we're pretty much Delta Premier's the only one we participate with. But I mean, every that said, almost everyone has insurance of some sort or another. If they're employed, that's a big, you know, we're a GM town. So like lots of, lots of that. I mean, there's a ton of, ton of people that have it and I don't know, it's, it's a tough sell around here to, to go without insurance. But I, I just, I love the, the idea of the simplicity of not having to chase that crap down. Do you still have, okay. If you're, if you're quote unquote fee for service and a patient comes in who really likes you, wants you as their dentist, but they have insurance how much falls to you to chase that down even though you're you know you're not participating with their insurance how much how much do you do to make sure their insurance gets covered well you know I mean, it depends if you accept assignment i don't think can you accept assignment and and not be participating at the same time i don't typically I, that's I, I think that's so. the rule who knows yeah. i have no idea but. i i don't shit i don't know anything 
<laughs> I'm so the wrong guy to ask that stuff. I, I really am. I just show up and show up and work and leave as soon as I can. That's that's horrible of you. I know it's terrible, but some days that's the best I got. <laughs> A day, like you said, the December thing. I'm sort of being ground into dust. Dude, so I, it's, 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 it's you can't keep up. Yeah, yeah. That's actually. Let's think about it. Though. That's probably a good problem to have. No, listen. I I, I called my dad today. Said because I haven't talked to him in two weeks, which is just um, horrible for me. Um, uh huh. And I and I said sorry to him, and he says, "Listen, son, just just bless God that that's a problem that that's the problem you have." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know. And yeah. uh, hey, you were talking about your dad the other day about how he's been in dentistry for fifty years. Yeah, forty-eight years, still at it. He's a, yeah, he was, we did an episode. Actually, I just, it's kind of cool. We sat down in his, his kitchen last Sunday and, and recorded an episode. He's a natural about a minute and a half in. He forgot that there was even a recorder right there. I got stories out of him that I'd never heard before. How crazy is that? Like how, I mean, my dad's a dentist and I've been, you know, I do CE with him all the time. It's, and I'm, I'm hearing stories that I'd never heard before, which blew my mind. I thought I knew all of them. So it was fun. That's awesome. You should. You should you should have your dad on the show sometime. I, dude, I, it, so, it'll, it'll I change, so want to. It'll change everything. It'll change the way you do. Th- or it'll change the way you think because it's just really. I want to have my dad on because he's been such a big influence for me. But I don't think I could turn the gain up enough to get to get anybody <laughs> is, is to he, hear. Is him. he quiet? Quiet spoken? Oh my it. god, he's so quiet. Isn't that funny? So quiet, and I'm so. But loud. people would love it too because not not only would he he have a lot of good things to say. I let's be honest, it would it would put an angle on you that people haven't had before. You know, and the other thing is, is he's going to say stuff about you that you probably wouldn't. No, no, he won't. He won't. He won't. Uh, my dad thinks I walk on water. I'm pretty sure of it. My dad was pretty kind to me, too. I'll say that. That's nice of him. Well, that was awesome. It was great. Well, he is your dad after all. Yep. Yep. That's what happens. Dads will do anything for you. So that's kind of how it, how it ends up being. It was great, though. I, he listens to the show and everything like that. So it was kind of it's kind of cool to turn it around on him. I told him we. Uh, he texted me today saying, how's it going? I said, well, you're over a thousand downloads in, in 24 hours. He's like, whoa, which is really, that was very cool. He's, he's really, he's, I, I think secretly he's kind of proud of it. He should be. He did a really good job. That's awesome. Well, I hope to get back on the hack sometime soon. And definitely, definitely and, soon. We'll get, we're going to get you on a round table here in the next couple of weeks for sure. Well, I wanna, and Hey, we're going to, I'm going to see you in like a month. Anyhow. And yeah, Nashville. So I, I can't I wait. I'm glad, I'm, I'm glad I was able to make that happen. It's, oh my God, dude. I'm you just, super excited. That, you made, you made my whole week. Cause you know, it's interesting. Detola had said a couple, like a week or so before you said, man, I am, I've got, cause it's going on the same time as the Yankee. Right. Uh, I think it's the Yankee. And so, and he thought he might've been signed up kind of without his understanding, but he got out of Yankee. So I'll be there, be there Friday night. So it's going to be great. We get, we're going to have you and Detola, man, Friday night. We'll get you guys up on stage after a couple of beers. It'll be good. Well, I'm, I'm excited to be there and I look forward to it. And I hope to see a lot of, uh, our listeners out there. Yeah, so. definitely. Listeners, voices of dentistry.com. Go get your tickets. It's going to be a blast. It's going to be the meeting that people are going to be talking about. I think it's going to be fun. Alan, thank you very much. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. We'll talk to you again soon. Absolutely. Thanks so much for listening to T-Bone Speaks with Dr. Tarun Agarwal. Remember to keep striving for excellence, and we'll catch you on the next episode. Hey, podcast family. T-Bone here. Are you a dentist looking to elevate your practice and profits? Then pay close attention. Introducing the 3D Business Mastermind, the dental business coaching program designed for dentists who want to see real results. I've walked the path of practice ownership for nearly 25 years. I know your challenges. I felt your pain. This is your opportunity to overcome the chaos, the busyness, and the financial frustrations of owning a dental practice. Imagine a dental practice where your appointment book is highly productive, doing the dentistry you enjoy, Your team is self-motivated and your profits keep climbing. That's what the 3D Business Mastermind is all about. In this exclusive mastermind, you'll join a league of ambitious dentists driven to elevate their practices. You'll gain access to proven strategies, personalized coaching, and a community that understands your journey. So if you're ready to supercharge your dental practice and enjoy the success you deserve, Visit www.3d-dentists.com and take the first step towards a brighter future in dentistry by filling out the 3D Business Mastermind application. Now, let's get to this week's episode.